Welcome to Mindful Talk, brief conversations about mindfulness in the workplace and at home. I am your host, Lauren Wessinger. And I'm your host, Misty Anderson. And this podcast is brought to you by The Mindful Project. The Mindful Project helps you elevate the culture of your business by bringing mindfulness practice to you and your staff through in-person and virtual learning. Contact us through our website, themindfulproject.co, for more information. Hey friends, welcome back to Mindful Talk. Misty and I are here today um, with kind of a different topic for the podcast, and that is our favorite books. This was Misty's idea, and I was like, oh yes, love this so much. So great idea, Misty, and so happy to see you today as always. I think I'm most excited about this than I've been in a podcast in a long time, only because Well, first of all, it's not shame or failure, (laughs) you know, it's not a heavy topic, Um, but we all like, there's so many of us out there that read, right. And like, we don't always connect in that way, but when we do my friends that I share books with, we are lifelong friends that have this unique connection to just talk about a book and dig into a book and suggest books. And then they become like your references, you know? So I think this is great. I I hope that you'll take good books from us and then maybe throughout social media, share some books with us because I'm an avid reader and I always like recommendations. So I'm really excited. Sounds great. Um, Do you read books or Kindle or both? Gosh, I'm ashamed. I just got a Kindle a month ago. It's life-changing. Yeah, it is. I bought it for all this time because I like paper and I like to bend a book. I don't even like hardbacks. I like to bend a book. I like the smell of a book. Um, But it was becoming like too many. And a Kindle's just when you have little kids and it's just easy. And the paper, whatever it feels kind of like paper, looks like paper, is a lot better. Mm -hmm. So. I went with it. I also listened to audiobooks, which I used to think was cheating. I don't think it's cheating because what I found is when it comes to like nonfiction, I can listen and learn a lot and then be like, okay, I need this book to buy for reference. So that is helpful too. So I think there's everybody has their mode that they prefer. I prefer a book. So like when I go on vacation, I always take a book. I don't, t- I wouldn't take my Kindle, but just around the house and stuff like that. Yeah, my Kindle's really easy. What about you? Yeah, both. Um, you know, I, I've read more this year than ever because of meditation training. And so far in the last 12 months, I've read 10 like nonfiction textbook learning style books, which is a lot of heady stuff. And those have to be paper for me because the way I learn is by dog earing and highlighting and then sharing some of that when I teach. And so those for me, I can't do that on a Kindle. I know you can highlight on a Kindle, but I can't, I just can't. So I read a Kindle at night though, because we don't allow computers or phones in our bedroom. We don't have a TV in our bedroom. And I like being able to turn out the lights and read and I keep it on really low light. And then I just pass out reading my my fiction book. I don't even know what I'm reading. It's whatever's free on Kindle Unlimited. It's like psychological 
mysteries, you know, usually it's called like the husband or the <laughs> wife did it. Or yes. <laughs> yes. It's like that Netflix show, the girl, the woman yes. in the window, but that thing. Yes. Those books are great and they are yep. good for that. And the Kindle's nice for the peace of mind that when you fall asleep, you don't lose your place. Cause I hate when yes. I read the paperback and it falls on you, you know? Um, so let me ask you this. Okay. So I have books throughout the house. Some are for reference. Some are important to me and I just like to read them on the daily. And then I have my Kindle or like my, my juicy book that I'm reading, you know, are you like that too? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have so much school reading right now that I usually have maybe three or four things going depending. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I've always been like that since the time I was in college, you know, me too. I thought it's funny when you start living with someone, when I started living with my husband, he's just a one book at a time kind of person. And I just, I think that's awesome. Like, I just love books so much. I buy them ridiculously. I, I could never read all the things in my Kindle. Right. Um, so I kind of broke this up into fiction and nonfiction because, and I kind of want to start with this fiction piece. Cause you were talking about those books, like the husband, I have some people in my life that are going through a lot, right? Things are really heavy and they're reaching out and they're reading all these books about how to make things better and what do you do for anxiety and all of those things. I finally told a couple of them, like, have you considered just reading for pleasure? Well, no, I don't really enjoy that kind of reading. I'm like, maybe you should try because if you like reading and you can read fast and that's something that you can do, reading for pleasure allows you to see a story in a different perspective. And for me, I often learn a lot through the characters in the book. If I'm reading a book that has substantial, mm, let's do it. So my first book for that genre is called Golden Girl by Elin Hildebrand. And I only read it last year. And it is my number one book and it's, um, it's about loss and grieving and what happens when our loved ones leave us. And it truly, I have no idea if any of it's true, but it gives me a lot of peace in the way my brain stored it. And so now when I think about, when I see a Cardinal, I used to think that was like, you know, that was my paw. There he is. But now I know based on this book, there's different signals and things that happen to you. And it just is really a lot. It's one of those books that allows you to put yourself in the character's shoes and who would be thinking about me and who would I watch over and who would watch over me. And I just find it really helpful in the grieving process because it um, allows you to look at it from a different perspective. And so while it is for quote unquote pleasure, I learned a lot from that book. And those that I've suggested it to have said the same thing. I can't wait to read it. That sounds so beautiful. See, it's a really, yeah, I know it's a really good book and it's not, there's no like, I mean, there's silliness in it. Cause that's what happens in those kind of books. But overall, when you're done, you're like, wow. Yeah. Hmm. That is if, if none of that's true, whatever, but if all of that is true, wow. Right. And that's a good feeling, like the hope of it. It almost so, doesn't even matter if it's true. It's like, right. Whatever, whatever 
it makes you feel and however it lands for you is what matters. And it actually doesn't matter if it's a true story or not. You know what I mean? That's I, I just walked away. I, if I'm ever crying or I have like a real emotional reaction at the end of the book, those are kind of the ones I let myself like, I don't jump right into another book because I kind of need to let it sit with me. Like, why did I have that reaction? Mm -hmm. Who am I in this book? Because it's so funny when there's like a lot of characters, you end up relating with someone. Yeah. You end up connecting like, that's me. Exactly. But then then there's all these other characters that you get to hear their perspective. So suddenly you're like, oh, well, I was in this whole big thing just like they were, but they saw it so differently. So Mm -hmm. that's one of my faves. I can't wait to read it really good. She's a really good writer. She writes a lot of beach reads, but recently she's gotten a lot more like deep. Mm -hmm. So in a good way, a lot of family dynamics that you can relate to, Mm -hmm. which is always helpful for people to not feel alone that your family's the only crazy one. Right. Do you have any fiction? You know, I read so much fiction. I mean, I just burn through it half the time. And this is so disrespectful kind of, I think to the author, but sometimes I don't even know who wrote it because it's on my Kindle Yeah, and it's just pure entertainment. I always try to remember and I find my little favorites, but, um, one of the most amazing fiction books I read in the last three years, it took me like eight months to read. It was one that I had Kindle books going, but then I had this one on the side was called the overstory by Richard powers. And it's fiction, but it reads like it's a true story. And it's the story of nine separate lives and how they eventually merge at the end to address the destruction of the forests. And in each of these nine separate lives, their lives all surround some story about a tree and the evolution of maybe a seedling and how it grows to a mature tree. Some of them die, some of them get caught in fires. And it is, I don't even know how this came out of his brain. It is the most intricate, beautiful writing I have ever read in my whole entire life. Eric, my husband read it also. I'm excited. I story. Yeah. It's like fall down, gorgeous writing. I can't, I can't even, I just can't. Um, it's not the one that I could read when I was really tired, you know? So, yeah. um, but gosh, I just, sometimes authors just blow me away with right. their vision and then their detail and how they bring a story to life. I'm really big on characters and settings. And I feel like the very best authors can just literally make you feel like you see everything. And then what happens is those really good books get turned into a movie and you're always let down because it's just not how you pictured it Mm -hmm. because that's not how the author described it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's so funny. I am. I'm very excited to read that book. Mm, It's gorgeous. It's one you're going to have to buy because like we tried to check it out from the library first and I was like, (laughs) Oh, I'm like a 10th of the way through this and I have to return it. Yeah. So it's incredible. I just can't even, I don't even know what to say about it. It's so good. Have Um, you read, have you read wild? By Cheryl Strayard. Yes, absolutely. Okay. That's like, if you have not read that book, then you're going to want to go hiking. Yep. <laughs> um, I've read that a couple of times just for inspiration. Mm-hmm. Um, that and eat, pray, love. I know it's an old mm-hmm. one, but man, it's inspirational. And it's just nice to know that everyone comes to like a crossroads and everyone figures out their own path. Um, when I was looking through my list, cause I have a 
that's what I was asking you before. Do you use likewise? So I can't ever keep up with all those books. Like you were talking about the husband. (laughs) So I like to just keep a list of them. And likewise allows you to just quickly go in there, find the book, add it, and it puts it in your saved. And what's great about that is, well, it keeps track of how many books you read. But then like, if you go to read a book and you're like, have I read this? I don't know. Cause I was sleeping. <laughs> you can scroll back through there and look at it. I love um, that. Cause sometimes I'll download a book from my Kindle and I'll be 20 pages. And I'm like, wait, I read this. <laughs> yes, exactly. I scroll through that list a lot. I also have a want to read. So when I'm finding something and the, the app kind of looks at what you read and makes suggestions. So I've found a ton of books nice. through that as well. Um, but when I was scrolling through that list of books, I've read um, Eat, Pray, Love and Wild were there. They were at the bottom because it's some of the books I've read, you know, years yeah, ago. Long time ago, but it's similar to the book you just said, like there's some books that just stick with you and the story can actually be reread and it's still like I read Eat, Pray, Love, I think when I was 30 maybe. And that was like a really big changing point for me. I read it again last year just for fun because I found it and I was going to donate it. And I was like, oh, I'm going to read it before I donate it. I looked at it so differently as a mother of two and a 41 year old. Like it's crazy. So That's if you have interesting. a, right. It's, it's again, going back to the putting yourself in someone's shoes. When I was 30, it was much easier for me to up and go and do and dream and Think about travel and all of that being a possibility. Fast forward, you're a 41 year old mom with little kids. It's like, I can't go to Bali. Like I can't go to, you know what I mean? So it's, it made me have different feelings. Um, And I don't reread a lot of books, but I reread that. I reread wild and I reread golden girl. Mm -hmm. I'm going to reread eat, pray, love. It's been so long. It's been, I mean, I read it when I came out. I don't know how long that was 20 years ago, you Mm -hmm. know? Please follow up with me because I bet it lands differently today than it did when you read it. I will. It's, it was weird. I, I, when I started reading it, because I've read Harry Potter like a bazillion times and every time I read it, I enjoy it differently, but I didn't expect that with this book. Mm -hmm. I got stuff out of it. I just didn't get before. So it's worth the reread. Okay. So Cheryl Strayed, have you read, um, tiny, beautiful things? Yes. Oh my God. It is one of my all-time favorites. So if you don't know what tiny, beautiful things is Cheryl Strayed was the anonymous dear sugar from the wild, not the wild rumpus, just from the rumpus, which was an online literary magazine. And you would write in, these are real people with real questions. It's like dear Abby, but way better (laughs) would write in questions. And it was Cheryl Strayed responding, but nobody knew it was her. And I cried reading that book. I laughed. I just like made people read passages from it. It is so good. And it's nice to read because it's answer and response throughout the whole book. And it's easy to read. And uh, it was so good. I recommend it to so many people. I'm going to do a reread because I think that was, when did that come out? So that came out in 2012, it looks like. Yeah. I was going to say, I read that a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And see, I didn't remember all of the things that you were talking about. So now I'm excited to reread it. Right. Yay. Yeah. And then she became, this was before <clears throat> she was a really well-known author too, I think. Like I kind of knew who she was when I read the book, but I think Wild came out after. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's so good. 
Ugh. tiny, beautiful things. It's called Advice on Love and Life from Dear Sugar, but it's written by Cheryl Strayed. That's so cool. Um, this, I know you probably, do you have any Judith Lancasters that you're sharing today? Judith Lancaster? <laughs> I don't know yes. her. Um, Lassiter. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I was like, who is this? <laughs> Judith Lassiter. I don't. Um, I don't. So this is not really like a book, 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 but it's called A Year of Living Your Yoga. Get this, get this. It is so great. It just has a little passage every single day. I read it and man, there's so many times that I just pick it up and I'm like, huh, you're right. And then I think about it several more times throughout the day. It is a helpful little book. That's a beautiful book. I'm actually doing a yoga training with her and I did two hours with her yesterday and she talked about that book yesterday really? and what it oh was, gosh, was she she's a celebrity to me. I know she's a yoga celebrity. She's so great. She started yoga journal magazine. Anyone that's familiar with that magazine in the seventies. And, um, I know. So she was talking yesterday in training about in the seat of the teacher, especially in these kind of practices, instead of, you know, pre-planning so much over time, we get to the point where we want to each of their practice to just come through us as, um, what else, what else is share it with our students. And she said she would say all these things. We do well. And then what's one that we're like, thing we can work these pithy, potent little statements. And one of her students would write them all down. And then after several years, the student was like, Judith, I have all these amazing things you've said. You should make a book out of this stuff. And that's that book. No, that is awesome. Now it means even more to me, right? It's really good. It's not like, let me find one. Okay. Yeah. Read us one. Okay. What, What is today? Today's May 8th. I mean, sorry, March 8th. (laughs) March 8th. Okay. So it says, don't respond to yesterday's bell. When we hang out in the past, we miss experiencing the fresh breeze of this morning. Regardless of yesterday, notice what arises in your practice today. Enjoy your experiences. And it's just nice because sometimes I'll be in a funk and then I'm like, yeah, enjoy my experiences. I should do that. And it's just a nice reminder. And it's really good. And they're all really short. Some of them are very profound. Like, yeah, I'm like, oh, is she talking to me? (laughs) So I would really get this is one of my faves. That one's short and sweet, but it's still really powerful. Like what she was talking about yesterday was how contentment, you know, sure. Some people want happiness to be the goal, but like contentment and yoga, it's called Semtosha is where it's at. I mean, when you're content, everything is possible. You know, you're not like, I'll be happy when I lose 20 pounds or I'll be happy when I finish that book or when I finally get married or finally get that job, you know, like that's such a place of pain, you know? So that, that short passage you read is actually so simple and so powerful. Yeah. They're really good to read. Um, Okay. You go next. Okay. The, I think the last book I'll share is one that this is my more, well, I'll share two if we have time. Um, there's a book called Belonging by Tokopa Turner, T-O-K-O-P-A Turner. And I got it a couple of years ago. It took me a long time to get through. It's very dense, but it's one of those books where on every page, there's the most gorgeous sentence highlighted. And I've been sharing it in teaching yoga and meditation. And even like some zoom call for something else that I'm presenting in. She has such a way of talking about how belonging is everything. 
belonging to ourselves, to our body, to our communities, belonging to our grief, to each other. Um, and she has quite the story of her own healing and similar to the overstory. I'm like, where does she come up with this stuff? I mean, it's from her own experience, but it's so beautiful and so relevant. And every time I read something from it in a class, somebody's like, please send me that passage. You were speaking directly to me when you said that, you know, and that's how, you know, it's like a good, um, when everybody can connect to it, it's one of those books. Oh, I love that. I wrote it down. I haven't read that. Um, okay. For the sake of time, I'm going to my last one. Um, this is called trauma sensitive mindfulness. I was hoping you would bring that. I know it's, it's the best. I saved the best for last. Um, Practices for Safe and Transformative Healing by David. How do you say his last name? I think it's Trey Levin. Okay. I didn't want to mess it up. <laughs> Trey Levin. Um, okay. So when I bought this book, I bought it from the teacher's perspective. I wanted to be, to learn more about how trauma sits in your body and how I can help my students. What I found was, and the reason I bought it, because I started as an audio book, is that it spoke to me personally and trauma that was in my life and in my body that I really hadn't even thought about. And perhaps I thought about it, but not in the way of um, this book explores the the notion that we're conditioned to think like the military, you know, things like that. Those are people that experience trauma. Me getting, you know, left at the mall by my mom when I was in second grade, that's not traumatic. The book looks at that as it just, it doesn't matter what the situation is. It's how it lands in your body and that trauma and the way it lands is always in there until you do something with it. And so it's really dense and it's very powerful. Um, I recommended this book to several people I know that have personal trauma in their life and they've struggled reading it because it is so like, oh my gosh, that that's why I feel this way. Holy cow. It's like therapy in a book, honestly. Um, And so I would say like, if you have any trauma you feel like you have, or you have any of your loved ones, it gives you such a good understanding and a great way to help and and really be there and support those people. Um, He also says 90% of Americans have experienced trauma. So most of us out there have some sort of traumatic event and most of us have more than one. Mm -hmm. Um, And this book gives you a really clear, like understanding of what it is, how it impacts us, and then how you can kind of change things and start a mindfulness practice that's healthy and lead you in the right direction. Yeah. I know. Excellent resource. He has an online course also for anybody who, I think he has a (laughs) section for anybody who wants to take it for them themselves personally. And then he has one for teachers yeah, on his he, website. I've looked into those too. Um, I was just really, the audiobook's really good too. Mm. Um, and he, it's him reading. Um, and you know, with audiobooks, you can slow up and speed up or whatever. So I usually speed up till they're talking kind of fast, but I made it like normal this time. And I was able to be like, okay, I'm going to stop right here. I'm going to go to the book and then I'm going to look and highlight that area. Mm-hmm. So I kind of jumped back and forth, um, because I found it really difficult to just read myself, but it, because it was so heavy and, you know, packed with good information. Good. I'm glad I would highly, 
Yeah, it's a it's a not fun subject, but it is a very very helpful book. Um, I've connected in a lot of ways with a lot of people through this book. So that's the last one I got. Awesome. Yeah, this was fun. It was like a giant book club. I'm wondering if people would be interested in a book review on meditation books, mindfulness books, since this is mindful talk, the podcast. So when we post about this episode, if you guys could go on Instagram and comment, like, yes, I would love a meditation book review or a mindfulness book review that would help us know if there's interest and we'll do it sometime. I love that. Yeah. Cause we, we have lots of tools that we use. I mean, I have several books and a journal and yeah, all things we'd love to share with you. So, yeah. but thanks for being here today. We hope everyone enjoyed it. And I really hope that you got one book that you can take and go and dig into it um, and let us know. We always appreciate the feedback. Thanks for everything, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to Mindful Talk. We don't take it lightly that you spent your time listening to our podcast, and we are forever grateful. If you'd like to support the podcast, please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a rating and a review. Welcome to a more mindful way of living and working.